This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You're being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being. And hopefully, you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. This week's podcast features an extract from our weekly radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. We were going to talk today, Claire, weren't we, about about boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Healthy boundaries. Yeah, what those are, what they mean. Yeah, because yeah. this, this kind of came up from some different conversations we've been having. And, uh, yeah, I, see, I'm really interested in this conversation. I don't know how it's going to go because I, I know I can just hold my hands up and tell you for a fact that I don't think I'm very good at boundaries. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Um, sometimes you are, okay, and sometimes you need to learn a little bit more. Yeah, so yeah. I think this conversation is going to help. And you know, if you're a little bit like me, dear listener out there, and you're thinking sometimes I am, sometimes I need to learn a little bit more, then maybe this conversation will be useful for you. So I was thinking about this idea of boundaries, and I sort of first of all thought. What does it actually mean? You know, I always like to go back to, what are we actually on about when we say boundaries? Can I ask you, Claire, what does the word conjure up for you? It's really funny because as soon as you say the word boundaries, I automatically think of like fencing. And so Mm -hmm. a boundary between property or in between fields. So, you know, whose it belongs to and, you know, what is your area? But actually, when I'm thinking about that further, actually, that really does fit with our own personal boundaries. So, yeah, it automatically conjures up an actual visual of fencing, whatever that happens to be in the countryside, you know, um, or in your back garden where you've got fencing up and stuff like that it automatically makes me think like that but then when you think well what does that do well it offers you it offers you privacy Mm -hmm. within your back garden it offers you you know where it is you know where your land is and where you can maintain up to where you can keep nice and do whatever you want to do in it whatever that happens to be whether that's like play football let the dogs have a dig whatever it is they're allowed to do it because it's in your property area it's within your boundary area and even if you think about it as a country field it's marking out the areas that belong to people and I think that's that's maybe what it conjures up for me it's about what am I responsible for and what what do I cover for me in what I can take care of, what I can control, what I can manage, what I can think differently about, what I can put into place, all within a set boundary that is my personal boundary. Wow. 
What a metaphor. That's just amazing. I was just going to say something about spaces. <laughs> You know, and kind of you're coming into my space. Yeah, but I'm loving this whole kind of fences and, and boundaries and borders. And I'm loving how you've taken it out maybe out into the countryside because I know you are a very visual thinker. Mm. Um, and that's sort of how you relate. Yeah. Um, and, and not everybody's like that. But actually, I think that's quite a powerful um, example to go with. I loved what you were saying there as well about, you know, what am I responsible for? What can I take care of? And that actually the fences, the you know the the hedges, whatever they are, they give you that clarity, don't they? They give mm. you that kind of, I don't know. You've got that space clearly marked out, and so you know. First of all, you know where the boundary is. Mm. So that's coming from us because it's our area. Yeah, mm. it's our kind of property or it's our space. But I suppose the other side to that is how other people know where those boundaries because if they've got their own mm. you know it's kind of like where do they meet yeah and how do they kind of merge or maybe overlap sometimes you know or whatever and uh, well isn't that the point that actually if we don't have a boundary mm. so i'll go back to that analogy if you don't have a boundary if you don't have that fencing between you and your neighbor or between let's take it back out into the country so you're not defining which is your area then you could find because usually those fields are for cattle and stuff like that mm -hmm. then you might find your cattle wandering into somebody else's field and eating theirs but then they may come and think oh that's my cattle then I'll have that because there are no fences there's no guidelines there's no boundaries to say what is theirs and what isn't. So actually somebody else could encroach on somebody else's property, somebody else's area, but also that other person could take more from that because there are no boundaries in place. Mm -hmm. And that's what happens with us. If we don't have a boundary, what you'll find is you're letting other people make decisions for you. You're making other people the power mm. people, you know, they have that power over you because you haven't put up those healthy boundaries. And if you've got no boundaries there, then the waters are muddied. You you don't know where that is and where that isn't. And other people don't. So they don't know if they're stepping over that boundary or not. If you don't have boundaries in place, does that make sense? Yeah, it does. And it's, it's making me think about how does this relate to our mental well-being you know which is obviously what we're all about i suppose it impacts on relationships doesn't it, it impacts on communication mm -hmm. it impacts on how we might feel about something if we don't feel able to challenge that mm -hmm. or to say actually that was my boundary but it wasn't clear and you didn't know about it and you know to kind of go there mm -hmm. so it can cause it can actually cause a lot of strain can't it and stress for people if if that clarity isn't there um do you think so claire do you think that totally agree i from somebody who i would say i didn't used to have many boundaries at all okay. i've i have literally worked on that through doing my counseling qualification and my coaching and my nlp we do a lot of like self-reflection we do a lot of looking at ourselves and what that's all about and I'm not saying I've got it all together there's still some of my fencing that's you know not up it needs a bit of attention <laughs> definitely yeah definitely needs putting up and giving it a lick of paint and stuff like that but um 
all as I can like sort of equate it to is there was a time in my past where I would go along with other people and it would it would cause me anguish it would cause me you know stress because I was going along with something that didn't fit for me I felt like they were making all my decisions for me and in fact I was in a relationship that did make all those decisions for me and made me doubt my own decisions very often and because I didn't have any boundaries in place they were able to walk all over my area Mm. they were able to stomp in my area it was like that's how it felt they were stomping all over me and I felt like I didn't have control but part of that was my fault because I hadn't put those boundaries up mm-hmm. and hadn't told people about that and then the other part was obviously their fault and I, but I can't do anything about them but I can do something about me but it used to cause me that much stress that I, I did I was in a really bad place my mental health was not good and it I was in a relationship that was really really not good for me and I really learned from that after the fact of I need to start putting some boundaries up and I need to be okay saying to my friends and even my family, I struggle more with my family, but with my friends, I need to be able to say, no, I don't want to do that. Or that's me, I'm done now, I'm like, whatever, or I want to go home, or this is what I think about that and I'm all right to have my opinion and stuff. They're the kind of healthy boundaries that I've started, you know, I'd put in place and I've I'd started building and I'm still building them today, yeah. still going, still maintaining them. I think that's brilliant. I think it's fantastic that you've had that reflection, that you've been able to kind of learn from that experience. And I think that's part of it, isn't it, with our, our well-being? We sort of think that, you know, we've got to be right, we've got to know all the answers, you know, kind of straight away. But actually, sometimes these experiences are sent to sort of teach us something. You know, we can learn about ourselves from them. And I love the fact that you've been able to kind of transform the way that you approach that now. And that you kind of, sounds like you sort of check in with yourself and you're kind of going, yeah, I just need to, you know, see whether this is right for me. I love some of the the terminology you were using there as well, Claire, about, um, you know, this doesn't fit and kind of knowing, and we've talked a lot about that on the show before about value systems and being aligned with what matters to us. And mm. I think sometimes, particularly when we're younger, we don't always know that. We don't always know what those things are and we're learning about ourselves, you know, as mm. we are in relationships or we meet different people. I mean, some people are really clear right from the get-go. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's sort of some young people really kind of understand that about themselves and I'm full of admiration oh, for that. Oh, God, I think that's brilliant that they do that. Mm. Yeah, and, and hats off to them. I think others are like me. They only know when it really does start to affect them, when it feels uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. And we, I know we, we may have touched on that. We've definitely done something on our, on our podcast about feeling uncomfortable. But actually, when you feel uncomfortable, it, it's telling you something. And now it might be just saying you're a bit out of your comfort zone. But there may also be a, oh, this, this doesn't fit with my values. This doesn't fit with who I am or... Am I in control of this? Is this my decision? Am I happy to do this? Or is somebody else making that decision for me? And I think for me, kept 
getting put into a, a situation that I wasn't comfortable in that impacted me every time suddenly gets me to go, oh, I need to do something about this. I need to stop this. And there's only me can do that. And that's where you start from. But those, are, yeah, those people who have already got them, I just think they're brilliant. Yeah, I, don't, I wonder where that comes from, if that's a personality thing, if it's a learnt experience thing, or if it's just something within them mm. as a person. But yeah, kind of keep on with that. It's interesting what you were saying there about, um, you know, kind of how, how you had to learn this, how you had to reflect. Because I think for me, I'm not, I think I've done the learning in theory, but I'm not so great at kind of putting it into practice. So it's sort of, I understand it as a concept, mm. you know, I get it. But then when it comes to the reality of it, I think, I don't know if it's because I'm quite, I'm not saying that you're not easygoing, but I know that because I, I know you are. But like, I think because you're very, you're doing this in a very intentional way. Mm. But I know that, you know me, I'm quite an easygoing. I'm such a people pleaser. Mm. You know, the people pleasing thing inside of me wants to be fed. It's hungry all the time, mm. you know. And I think that kind of is going off constantly. And I, I love harmony. Mm. I want harmony all the time. I don't like conflict. But I'm going to challenge you here because you can't have harmony if you're not okay with it. Yeah. So I think rather than you saying you're easygoing because I don't want people to think they're not easygoing if they've got healthy boundaries because actually they can be that it's, it's not that. Yeah. For me, I genuinely believe this, for me it's about you have to also have that harmony you have to also be okay with what that's happening with you mm. so there's that side of it you can't be putting yourself into a bad place or a negative place or an uncomfortable place to make sure somebody else is okay and I am a big people pleaser but what I'm also and I'm still learning this is not to people please to my expense and I think that's the difference with it yeah so, yeah, I'm going to challenge you on that. How do you feel about that? That it's not that you're easygoing because that's not to do with having healthy boundaries in place. I like how you've made that distinction. I think that's really helpful, actually. Right. Yeah, no, I'm more than happy for you to challenge me because I always learn something. But I actually also, I, I can see when you're doing boundaries. I think you don't, and I think that this could be with a lot of people, they don't necessarily see when they are putting those boundaries in place. You definitely have boundaries in place. There are lots of boundaries I've seen with you that you have in place. There's things that you do because you do what matters to you. And there's lots of times that I can see that. So there are things that you do. I think you're just maybe not recognising that. and But maybe there's other times that you're not. And this isn't about where you're saying about being easygoing. It's sort of like... Yeah, if you're not bothered about what you're doing, it's like, yeah, go along. Happy with that. You know, I've I've got a friend who is more more decisive than me. And actually, most of the time, I'm just like, yeah, whatever you want to do, I'm fine with that. That isn't that isn't a boundary thing. That's that is easy going, going along with whatever that person maybe wants more or needs to have that kind of thing. And I think that that's OK. And if you're making other people happy, that's okay. But definitely not to the expense of yourself. I think that's a brilliant learning point, actually. It's helpful for me personally, and I think it must be helpful for us all to be able to recognise, yeah, what, what, is it causing us that discomfort? I love the questions that you were asking of yourself before, you know, kind of what 
what is this about? Why is this making me feel uncomfortable? Um, you know, all that kind of thing. So I, I think I think just having a, a little bit of a pause and a reflection is really, really in that instance. So we're talking about boundaries today here on Let's Talk Wellbeing. You're here with Clem and Sue. Um, we've got our great guest, Jules, who is about to join us in the studio. So hopefully she will be with us uh, very shortly and she can join in our conversation on boundaries. But remember, you can join in too. So if you've got a question that you want to ask us or if you've got an example that you'd like to share, you can email us at studio at hcr923fm.com or you can text us, hcr60066, and you can also contact us on Facebook at 3B Wellbeing and we would really, really love to hear from you. Okay, so we're talking about boundaries. We're talking about how to set them, why we need them. And I think in terms of establishing good relationships, boundaries seems to be something that comes up an awful lot. I've shared a little bit there about my own experience, how I don't think I'm very bounded. But feedback from Claire seems to be that actually I'm doing it more than I think I am. So that's quite interesting. And what she was saying there about doing it more when it matters most to you seems to be um, something that I've obviously worked out without even realising it, which is actually giving me a little bit of a boost this afternoon. That's actually making me feel um, that I'm doing better with my mental well-being than I thought I was. Um, so we're going to be joined very shortly by Jules. I think she's going to be coming into the studio. Um, and she's going to be joining us with our conversation. But I think we're going to play a tune for you now. Um, I'm going to share... I think I'm going to share my song. Oh, that sounds good. Is that all right? Yeah. Um, so I was trying to think about a song that would relate to boundaries and I couldn't think of one specifically. I'm sure there must be loads out there. So I was just sort of thinking, what's a really lovely, uplifting song that I've been enjoying over recent times? Um, and it kind of does relate in a way to all our stuff that we talk about to do with um, <clears throat> well-being. So this track is from a band called Broken Bells. I don't know if you've heard of them, Claire. So I've hardly ever heard of them. <laughs> I love it because it's always different. So no, I haven't. I've not heard of them. I'm not being deliberately obscure, I promise. Um, I think I just kind of went through my, my track list and I thought, oh, I really like that from Broken Bells. It's called Perfect World. And kind of my understanding, I think I read somewhere once that it sort of said that it's about how the world isn't perfect. But really? it's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, newsflash. <laughs> In case anybody hadn't noticed. Um, but it's about being okay with that and actually seeking out the beautiful things and the good things regardless. And I think there's something in there that we can kind of apply to ourselves as well. You know, being okay with our imperfections. Broken bells there. How about that, Claire? Did you like that? I absolutely loved that. I thought that was brilliant. I'm going to be listening to that again. It's really good. Really it's really cool it. kind of tunes. I think I like that. I like that album as well. I've not listened to it for a while, so it's kind of just given me a little boost, uplifted me, and also giving me a little boost. We've been joined by Jules. Hi, Jules. Hi. Hey, Jules is here in the studio, and we're going to be interviewing her after one, and we're going to be carrying on with our discussion. We're talking about boundaries. 
Claire's brilliant um, analogy that she shared about fences and um, kind of <laughs> making sure we've got clarity on that. Loved the words that you were choosing about responsibility. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to communicate that. And then we were just talking before the song there about how I thought, how, you made a really good distinction, I think, about how you can still be easygoing and have boundaries. Yeah. And that it does, they're not kind of, you know, mutually exclusive. So I really like that. And, you, and that people please a part of you mm. that you have, you can still have that and still have boundaries and healthy boundaries. And it is, it's about you can people please and be okay with yourself as well. Mm. Yeah, it's it's a balance. It's finding a happy balance. And I think that's it, isn't it? That's the big question, you know, kind of how do we have that balance? For me, it seems that I'm going to say what I always say, that we need to know ourselves you know, and that in order to kind of know what we want our boundaries to be, excuse me, <clears throat> and what, you know, how we communicate those with other people and how we know whether we're in, we're feeling uncomfortable in a situation and whether something needs to be put in place. We can't do any of that if we're not prepared to, I think this is your phrase, Claire, you mean to be prepared to visit ourselves. Yeah, it's something I do say a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to go and visit myself. <laughs> It's but it it is true. I mean, I suppose because that it sums something up for me. I'm very visual, so it helps me to to put something in place. And I, it's sort of like, yeah, I'm visiting myself, so I'm coming internal. Do you remember that poem that we read? And it was about um, that how the head and the heart were having that argument. The John Rodell poem, yeah. That was an amazing poem. And that was about, like, okay, well, I'm just going to go and pack my bags and I'm going to go and see, you know, my gut for a bit. Yeah. And it, But it's like that. It's a very visual thing. And I think it, when you visit yourself, you're going internal and you're going, what's going on with me? Why am I feeling like this? What What's happening with me? Mm. You're asking yourself some really key questions, and you said this before, when you ask questions, it ignites the mind. The brain likes to answer questions, and it's just really important we do that. I think so, and I think sometimes, I know in the past, when I've been asking myself questions, I've felt as though I must be doing something wrong because it doesn't feel right and so it's kind of it's my fault yeah you know and so the questioning is uncomfortable but I think what I've learned is that questions are a good thing they do ignite the mind they kind of they take you to places you know that you hadn't considered before so questions are always a good thing I think I'm interested Jules what do you think about this stuff about boundaries if we say boundaries to you what does it sort of conjure up for you I think quite rightly, like you said, it's about internally looking at what is important to you and how you prioritise different aspects of your life, whether that be work, family, health. And I think it's one of those things that we often don't set the boundaries enough to take care of ourselves mm-hmm. uh, first and take that time to look inside. And like you said, I think it's about listening to that inner voice and making sure that you do take that time for yourself and do what is really important to you and not everybody else around you. Um, and I think that's really crucial to maintaining your mental well-being. Oh, I really like that. I loved what you were saying about taking care of yourself first. It's kind of like um, the oxygen mask on the plane kind of analogy, isn't it? You know, you've got to you got to do that first. Sorry, I'm <coughs> struggling with my uh, <laughs> my voice today. You get lovely and croaky. I'm lovely. And croaky. You'll, you'll be having yeah. a sexy voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's a different kind of radio show. Class. Um, <laughs> yeah, I like what you're saying there about, and I think that's. 
when we kind of, if we've got that people pleaser driver, um, you know, if we're what we were talking about before the song was that about I, I really like harmony, you know, so I kind of want things to be all harmonious, but that I accept and I've learned that, you know, like Claire was saying, boundaries don't mean that we can't still have harmony. In fact, we might be more likely to have harmony. It's probably more honest, a kind of a conversation, really. And maybe these are the skills that we're not really taught. So we have to kind of fumble around and sort of learn them on the way. And some of us are just normally more bounded than others. You know, it comes more naturally to us, maybe. Would you say that you're quite a bounded person, Jill? I struggle. I do struggle because I think it's it's one of those things where if you are a people pleaser, so to speak, and you do want to reach out, that sometimes you do that at the you know cost of yourself mm-hmm. a lot of the time. And it takes that introvert look at yourself to understand that you've done that and you've tipped yourself over the line and you need to pull things back. So I think it's okay as well to have flexibility around those boundaries as well so that they mm-hmm. might they might change, you know, over time. They might change depending on what's in your life at any given time. So... I think it's one of those things where it's really important to keep revisiting yourself and looking internally to make sure that balance is still there for you at that time. I really like that. I love what you're saying about having flexibility. Because, again, you're empowered, aren't you? You're making that choice. It's on your terms. Um, And I think, because I think sometimes when we put things in place for ourselves, we kind of go off on down that track and then it's we might become a bit fixed, even a little bit obsessive about, oh, no, but this is how I'm being now. You know, I'm taking. You know, but then, it, yeah, it doesn't mean that we can't be flexible. It doesn't mean that we're betraying ourselves or or letting ourselves down. It's quite complicated, all this boundary stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Human being stuff. <laughs> There's something that Jill said then was about you find that balance within you to find and make sure that that balance stays within you. I think that is really key. It's something that. I think really helps, especially with that people pleasing side. But to to help you to you know f- find that balance is quite key, and that's where I think you can start from if there isn't that balance there. And really, I'm I'm really sorry, say I'm going to bring up because I know you've said you don't you don't think you have healthy boundaries. I'm really scared now. I think you do. <laughs> I think you do. I think you've got a, a lot of healthy boundaries. But I know. Because I've known you for so long in the past. And I do think this is also, I, I genuinely think this is a woman thing. Okay. You've done something for everybody else. So everybody else is happy. So you've looked after your children, your partner, and you're like, well, they're all right. But then you're, you've been manic. You've had no rest. You've not been able to enjoy because you're the one who's making sure everybody else is okay. And that was your priority. And I think that's, that's the imbalance that it's finding that children are okay your partner's okay or your friends whatever it happens to be they're all okay but that you're you have time to be okay as well and that that is really key and I know quite a while but that isn't something that you were particularly good at and I think you've got better at it but where you're talking about where you don't think you have boundaries I'm wondering if that was one of the things that you were thinking about but I also think that is a woman thing that it ends up being us who makes the decisions, who makes sure everything's going on. You know, we have to plan. I have to plan everything, make sure everything's together, you know. And, like, my partner just goes, like, well, right, well, I've got this. And I'm like, yeah, well, what about this, 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 this and this? Okay, I'll sort all that out. 
you get in the car and wait for me? You know, that could be just going out for a day or something <laughs> like that. And I'm the one who's sorting it all out. So I, I wonder if that is a woman thing. I don't know. What do you think about that? I think, I think women generally are, you know, not exclusively, but I think we're more geared to that caregiving kind of role. Um, you know, depending on our kind of upbringing, depending on the kind of structure that we've been exposed to, um, it may be that we're a little bit more, I don't know, some people more kind of, yeah, we've got that, I don't want to use the word subservient, but I think sometimes it, it can it can be, you know, certainly I'm just going to be completely honest in a previous relationship that I was in. I definitely recognise that in myself, mm. you know, and there were reasons for that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think it's interesting what you're saying there about I, I think I am naturally that person, I think, in my family growing mm. up. I was the older sister, yeah. you know, and then my mum was kind of like um, a very unusual sort of career person, you know, when I was growing up in the 70s and 80s. Um, so she wasn't, you know, she was a provider in a different way, mm. which was unusual for that time. And so, yeah, I think it was always kind of drummed into me, you know, I've got to, like, you've got to look after your sister and you've got to, you know, kind of, Make sure everybody's okay. And I think I've, that's a, partly a learnt behaviour, but yes. I think it's partly also my personality. And I think I definitely, you know, transferred that into relationships that I've had. But you're right. It's a learnt behaviour, so therefore it can be an unlearnt behaviour as well. And we yeah. can kind of deprogram ourselves. Um, and, I, and what, I mean, without making this into the, oh, it's all about Sue's relationships show, my goodness. Um, I'm in a relationship now where, you know, my partner will regularly say, can I give you a lift? Is there anything you need help with? You, you know, you're running around doing everything. What can I do? But what I'm not very good at mm -hmm. is going, there's this, there's that. And he will actually say to me, what can I do? You know, you, and you want to do it all yourself. So I'm wondering somewhere in my boundaries or my lack of boundaries, is there a kind of a, a control thing? You know, that makes me feel like if I'm doing everything, then I'm in charge of it. Jules is nodding away vigorously here. I don't know if that's something that's relatable for you um, or that you recognise maybe in other people. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's, quite, it's quite complex, isn't it? It's not as simple as sort of going, right, I'm going to set these boundaries for myself and everything's going to be fine. It's sort of, there's a bit of untangling to do first. Jules, what do you think about that? I think when it comes to things like that, I think you're right. I think it's about, you know, there's very clear core things that happen when you're growing up and through your childhood and it shapes who we are <clears throat> and the way that we deal with things. So I think that if you're the matriarch, if you like, of the family that everybody kind of throws everything at, it's very easy to put yourself aside. And that's, that is, like you said, it's a learnt behaviour over the course of time. It's not something that we're necessarily born with. Um, but quite rightly, we can unlearn it. And I think that's something I've had to learn a lot throughout, you know, my lengthy period of years on this earth. <laughs> <laughs> I've had to learn to take a step back, but even now I do forget that process along the way and I will try and, you know, reach out and try and do everything for everybody, but at the same time I've got to pull myself back sometimes to say, hold on a minute, you're in the middle of this and if you're not strong enough, then how, how much help are you going to be able to afford to those around you? Mm. So, I mean, the only other thing I was going to say as well, sorry, if I'm no? chipping no, in. No, no, please do. Please do. <laughs> is, I think there's a, a difference in relationships between men and women when it comes to mental health. I think we both have very different stresses, if you like, but I think the difference with women as well is that we're a lot more open yeah. at seeking out and reaching out for that support, whereas men don't, which yeah. is why we have such a high, I hate to be you know, no. the bearer of bad, but the, the high suicide rate amongst males, and I think 
males have got to we've got to find a way of getting that process to people especially males to make sure that they do reach out to reach that support network and that they feel yeah. comfortable to do that because like I said you know even though we we do kind of formulate and I'm a strong woman and you know God help any man that comes you know in a relationship with me I'm not at the moment but because I am really really strong and I know myself but in the same token you know I completely understand from a male perspective I have a son you know for example and I know how hard it is for for him to reach out in a society that tells us that it's not okay which unfortunately is (laughs) we were really lucky to have Nathan come in the studio a while back and we had an interview with him and he does it's good to talk and it's all about men getting the chance to talk oh yeah and he is actually your son is called nathan as well nathan didn't come in but he's more than welcome to come in anytime and yeah it's good to talk and they put these events on very often like on a thursday evening and People can go along, men can go along to that and they don't have to talk. They can just be in the room and listen if if it's not comfortable at first. And the fact that they're going, I think, is brilliant. It's really... It's it's at least starting something because you're totally right. St Helens has one of the highest male suicide rates in the country. And it's it's only, like, next door, really, from where we are now. And it's, it's frightening when you think about that. There is also a group called Him Visible that I know they do at Windleshaw. They do groups on a Thursday that men can go along to and talk. And I think that's actually really key. I mean, I'd love men to open up with women in the room as well. But actually, if they feel more comfortable in a male-only environment, then that's fine as well. It's wherever they can and do feel that they're able to talk about these things because I think talking really does help. And especially men then don't feel like they're on their own or that this I shouldn't feel like this because I think that's a thing. And I think one of the healthy boundaries that they can put in place is a boundary that if somebody says that's not okay to talk or makes them feel like that, that actually that's not back out, that they don't take that on within their boundary. That's a healthy boundary to go, I'm not going to listen to that because that's not helpful. Something else I really want to pick up from you, though, is also you're a strong woman. You are. I know you are. But I also think a strong woman gets left a little bit and does it because people think, oh, they're strong, they can deal with it. So actually then you either get people coming and talking to you all the time about how bad they are, but nobody to listen to you or thinks you can just get on with it on your own because you're dead strong. You'll be fine. And I actually think we are. You are a strong woman, but we all still need to be able to share and to be vulnerable and have that balance within our lives as well. And I think that's the kind of another boundary that we sort of need to put in place for us, that we will only take so much on of what other people come with. Definitely, yeah. definitely. I get that all my time for my son, you know, when I finally do kind of reach breaking point, and he's usually the one person because he's 31 now, so he's not a baby, and I'll say, I've had enough, you know, and I'll have a bit of a fit, and he'll say, well, yeah, but you're strong, woman, you always come across like that. And I say, I completely get that, but I'm human, yeah. you know, and I have the same needs uh, to make sure that I'm cared for myself yeah. and to have that receptive love from all the, everybody else around me that you have, you know. It's just that I, you're so used to me giving it one way, yeah. but you forget to give it back. But I think as a country we probably this is where we get it wrong in some respects we actually 
deal and put the, the strategies and things in place for people when they're in crisis or when they're struggling, but we don't go back to prevent it. You know, we should be yeah. going into primary schools into to teach young people totally. how to, you know, support their mental well-being and how important it is, but we don't. We just pile more stresses on them. <laughs> you know yeah. We well, couldn't agree more. We couldn't agree more, and I think, yeah, that is very much our approach at 3B is that we t- we call it the preventative approach, yeah. you know, so kind of getting in there at the early stages. We had a great another great guest on uh, a few weeks ago who works a lot with children, actually. Yeah. Doesn't she? Les Roberts. Les Roberts. Yeah, she does some um, fantastic work. So she's a hypnotherapist mm-hmm. and kind of various other sort of strings to her bow, mm-hmm. and she's doing a lot of work with young people. But, again, a lot of it is reactionary to you know what's going on with them in the school system what's going on in them obviously with through the pandemic you know the kind of modern life you know it's very stressful there's a lot i always think with with children and young people there's a lot coming in at them you know they're being bombarded i mean we all are but i can't imagine what that must be like you know kind of to be a sort of a younger person i think you make some excellent points there jules about how we really need a sea change a shift and I think part of that is about us all taking responsibility. It's, it's about having these kinds of conversations that we're having now, you know, and just sort of hopefully people are out there listening and thinking, um, you know, mm, yeah, no, that resonates with me. Yeah, no, that's something I could maybe try. And maybe I could try and be a bit, a little bit more boundaried or maybe I could spend a little bit of time visiting myself. I think a really important thing is You're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing with Claire and Sue. we're back with um we've got jules in the studio and we're talking about boundaries jules you were going to pick up on something we were just discussing then all i was going to say is that it's it's not an overnight thing either sometimes Mm. when you're trying to you know first of all especially if you've never done it before or you didn't recognize it before it's not to beat yourself up if you slip beyond those boundaries and but make sure you revisit and pull them back you know because um, we often beat ourselves up, you know, I'll set, you know, work boundaries and things and I'll think I've gone over and I've gone crazy this week and, you know, but it's it's just about accepting that's that's happened, that's, you know, that's what's been, make sure you do differently next week or the week after, whenever it's okay for you. Oh, I think that's such an important point. And I think, because I think this is the thing with our mental wellbeing, it's a journey and we're always working on it. We're always working on ourselves. There's always stuff to learn. Yeah. And like you say, we're human we'll kind of, we'll do too much, we'll, we'll step over those boundaries or we'll let someone encroach, you know, we'll let them past our fences. Um, but you're right, the, it's, it's not the right reaction, is it, to kind of, it's not the right response, it's not helping us. We're just piling even more stuff on ourselves there. So acceptance, I think you, you mentioned there, is really key to that. I think as well, you know, because obviously I did the analogy with fences. So for me, it's like some of those fences that you put up could be, you know, the ones that you can see through, the little wire and you can see through them. So it's not a barrier. It's not a barrier for, you know, trust and relationships. It's not. That's not what healthy boundaries are about. What they are is they're they're a support mechanism. That's what they are. They're, They're there and they can move, you know, and they're there to support you so that you're okay. 
So like what you were saying before, Jill's about you've got that balance internally. There is that balance with what you need and what you're giving to others or supporting others or letting others have. And I think the other thing is, key to remember is, you cannot change somebody else. You know, you can't predict what they're going to be. You can't tell them what to do. You can tell yourself and you can put things in place for you. You're the only one who's going to be able to do that. So whatever comes at you, you need to be able to work with that and to be okay with that. And that's the boundaries kind of thing. They're not there to shut you off. They're there to enable you to be. And that's really key. I love that, Claire fits really well with our one of our three b's definitely does yeah being be yourself being comfy in your own skin that's all part of that can i share my song yes definitely so i love this song i i was trying to think of a song like you were with to do with boundaries and it, it just didn't work for me but this is more a song about well let's play it and let's see yeah what people think of it and what you guys think of it then then maybe we'll discuss it just a little bit after if that's all right okay let's go wow claire what an amazing choice it's got it's gorgeous song it's gorgeous it sort of hits me in a really emotional spot and gets me a bit teary but it also it just it 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 lights up something so i want to ask you so what 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 does it say to you that song i don't know i'm kind of it's something about the blowing in the wind for me is things are changeable things are there's there's no fixed kind of idea of something you know that it was maybe think about the flexibility that Jules was talking about before um and that actually you know we can I suppose we can set all these things in place but we can't be responsible as you said for how other people will behave Mm. and how they'll respond so actually don't get so worked up about it Mm. There is this, that, I think, for me, it's all about, like, society is putting all this pressure on people. You know, how how long will it take for a man to become free kind of thing? And it's like, they can choose that, but they don't know it because society puts this pressure on. And then, and when I say society, other people come and judge. And so what you were talking about, Jules, with about, you know, men really struggle being able to talk and it is it's all about that it's the pressures that's going on i'm not sure if this is what he meant this is like my sort of like take on the song for this and it's like these are the pressures that we get and actually we need to be a bit freer with that we need to let go so the answer is blown in the wind we need to let go of what we think we should be and be what we are and I think that's what it is for me. And I think that will cause us less stress. But also, it will free us up to talk about things, put healthy boundaries in place, make our lives that less stressful so that we have more quality, you know, life and richer well-being for our, for our head kind of thing. I mean, what, does, it, does it say anything to you, Jules? Uh, to be honest, I think the the, only, the one thing that kind of just caught me is that the answer's blowing in the wind, is that, you know, there's an answer out there, you've just got to find the right path to get to the answer. That was an extract from our radio show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. 
You can listen in every Thursday between 12 and 2 on HCR 92.3 FM or online on hcr923fm.com.